0: For the community, Inspire Radio. You are listening to Keep It Real with Rhea. This is Rhea and B Fridays. And I have the wonderful Clinton DeYoung in here with me. He is the leader of the Child Protection Party. Say hello to us, Clinton.
1: Hi, everyone. It's really great to be here in Rockingham. Just get a little bit
0: closer there. If you pop, just pop a little bit closer. Cool. Yep, that's a bit better. So, Clinton, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so my, where it starts for me is I'm a social worker. I studied social work at university. Um, I grew up caring for my mother who has a physical disability. Um, So that's where my caring role, I guess, starts. Um, When I was, I guess, 18, fresh out of TAFE, starting university, I got a job in residential care, dealing with uh, children and young people with some complex behaviour problems. Um, and that was my first experience of the child protection system.
0: And so you said you studied social work um, and you also mentioned that your mum has some disabilities that you cared for. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what that was like to grow up with?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, and it stems into, I guess, our question later on, what does it mean to be a kid? So for me, what it means to be a kid in my eyes was, was really caring for my mother. A lot of my role was a full-time caring role. And this was 20, 25 years ago when there was no NDIS system. There wasn't any of those funding opportunities there. I would be her main caregiver. It would take me out of school. It would take me out of education. Couldn't go out with my friends as much. Um, so it was really limiting. And, you know, I've been to university, studied social work. And obviously social work, you've got that bent on social justice uh, but the problem with me is as, as a social worker, you're working in these systems um, all over WA. What, what happens when the same systems that you've been trained to work in, I guess, oppresses people and marginalises them and doesn't help the issues that have led them there?
0: And so can you tell me a little bit about the issues that you've identified that youth are really looking to combat? What sort of experiences you've had?
1: I think... The experiences I've had is is I get families calling me every week saying my children have been removed, you know, someone's um, made a report or something like that. Um, and I think we really need to get into primary primary prevention. We need to stop the issues before, um, I guess, the department needs to intervene. And, you know, it's about the community. We need to, to limit the problems. We need to come in early, early intervention. I mean, it's not like the, the whole holy grail of problems, but it's a good start. We need to work with families to keep them the kids at school. We need to work with mum and dad so they're not, you know, the domestic violence issues that obviously kept under control. Kids are going to school.
0: So tell me a little bit about your experience in residential care and what you feel you, you saw there that really hit close mm-hmm. to home for you.
1: So my, my first week in, in residential care, I worked with four, four young people. They were really cool young blokes. Um, and I really saw they were hard done by the system. They were stuck in a world that was not of their making. Um, and obviously their parents had been in care as well. But for them, you know, their journeys are really core to what leads me here today is they were stuck in a system that wasn't really catering to their needs, to their trauma. I mean, they had a world of trauma stuck in them. And they were expressing it in, I guess, negative ways, Um, smashing stuff, burning things. Um, And I think when you look beyond that, you really see that these children are traumatised and the systems that are in place at the moment, they don't cater to this. Um, If we're removing children from the family unit, it needs to be something better. It can't be worse. It can't be worse. And that's really something I'm passionate about. If we're going to take children into care, it needs to be something better. And
0: can I ask you, just as someone who has that experience in residential care with, you know, these sorts of kids that have had these traumatic experiences, where obviously when we're looking at the behaviours of these mm. these kids, we might be shocked, we might be appalled, we might be angry – is there something else that we can sort of think if we're seeing someone breaking something that's quite young or someone that's smashing something up or setting fire to something, rather than our initial reaction, you know, if this kid's bad, this person's bad, what sort of steps could people in the community take if they're seeing that sort of thing happening in front of them um, and, you know, they can sort of have that second thought of, oh, well, these kids might be really traumatised, how can I support them? What would you suggest in that situation?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really important point. And it's not, obviously, if you're seeing children who are um, doing negative, really, behaviours and, you know, they're burning things and they're smashing things. But it's about looking past that. It's looking about where have they come from, what, what has happened in the last couple of years in their life that has led them to this point? Why, why are they stealing cars? Why are they on alcohol and drugs at such a young age? Um, We really need to unpack that. I mean, we always talk about, you know, being soft on on crime and soft on children, Um, but I think we really need to get to the heart of these issues. I think we, we can make a lot of difference in society when we were doing things earlier with children
0: Perfect. So we've gotten to know you a little bit and understand where you've come from. So right after the break, I'd really like to go into your goals and where you see yourself and your party going in the future um, in these areas. So, guys, I'm just going to pop some Nina Simone on and we will be right back. For the community, Inspire Radio. And we are back and I have just been chatting with Clinton DeYoung, the leader of the Child Protection Party here in WA. We've had a chat this morning a little bit about your your backgrounds. I'll get the words right. Um, so you were telling us that you had a little bit of experience in residential care and what that sort of brought home for you. You told us a little yeah. bit about your childhood and now I would love to ask you about your goals for the future and for the party.
1: Yeah. So from from the Child Protection Party, we've been going since 2015. Our our founders Tony Tonkin. He's also a social worker in South Australia. My goal is to get a seat in the Senate of Western Australia. That'll that'll allow the Child Protection Party to hear from the community, to hear from children and young people and families, to hear about the issues that. Are facing them and also solutions that, that how we can help them how do we help children live healthy successful meaningful lives into the future
0: and so what I'd like to ask you as well so obviously I mean the first point I want to make is in chatting to you I found out you've had a lot of experience you're actually a social worker so you would be a politician with a difference you guys have this experience this understanding and this empathy to bring to the table um, but what is the most exciting part about this for you What really keeps you going and gets you up in the morning and gets your get-up-and-go happening?
1: So what what gets me up in the morning is um, when I talk to children and families, you know, you hear about the pain and the struggles that they they get across. Um, It's making a difference and it's something tangible. I'm not just going to work, you know, clocking in and clocking out. At the end of the day, we're making real tangible, positive, happy um, outcomes for children and that's that's the crux of the child protection party is ensuring children have positive outcomes for the future
0: and this is obviously a really really big thing that mm. you're doing so it would be quite uh, quite a heavy thing to carry how do you keep yourself from burnout
1: so it's really really just talking to other people you know not taking not taking things too too seriously obviously the child protection party is is really serious Uh, but it's having fun, you know, fun is really good. Obviously when it comes to children, fun is really the essence of childhood. Um, it's, it's really just connecting with people, being open and honest with people. I really, it really grounds me.
0: And so I guess we've had a few politicians in and I've tried to ask Mm. them this question. So this is off topic. We will get back to what we said we were going to chat about before, but, um, What do you do in your free time that makes you laugh, that, um, you know, just helps you feel light and happy? What do you do to get out and about? What are your hobbies as a politician or a politician in the making?
1: Oh, one of the greatest things of living in Western Australia is really the diverse um, environments. We can go to the beach, we can go bushwalking, we can go into the country um, or we can sit at home and, and play PlayStation and listen to YouTube I mean, we have really a world of, of differences. It's really good. It's a so really great place to live. Sorry. That's
0: awesome. No, don't be sorry at all. I apologise for interrupting you. So, okay, so we had a chat about that background. Mm. Now I would like to ask where you see the party heading
1: from here. So from from my my point of view, I would really like to see a more federal involvement. So around Australia, you know, we really need to get the States and territories together to form a common understanding of children's rights, children's responsibilities, um, and the future of children in Australia. It's such a hot topic today. Um, you know, we see children growing up today, they can either go to prison or they can go to uni or they can go to TAFE. Um, and there's so many different avenues for children to take these days. I really want to make it a positive, happy um, outcome.
0: And so when we were chatting in the break, you mm. mentioned that you see yourself hopefully looking at heading into um, a spot in the Senate. Mm. What would that mean for you and how would you go about that?
1: Yeah, so election election time is coming up next year. I would really like to get a spot in the Senate for that, it really means we get a we get a permanent voice in government. We get a permanent voice in parliament. I can hear from from the community. I can hear from children and young people, and really speak to the issues that are affecting communities. And we can hold. Um, departments to account and not just the child protection area it's looking at all areas of of who deals with children the health education mental health welfare doesn't really matter what area it is you know everyone's been a child at some point in their life so we really want to make it a positive experience
0: so you're really looking at a holistic sort of view rather mm. than just taking the child protective stance and, you know, looking mm. at that sort of departmental perspective. And um, so tell us about the sorts of things that if you were elected into Senate, you would, you would want to hear about from parents.
1: So I'd really want to hear about from parents and what works for them, you know, what, what, where are they being let down? A lot of the time I hear about they don't trust And I think that's a really important system in Western Australia. We need systems that cater to children's needs that families can trust. If they have an issue or they have a problem and they need help to stop the children from from getting worse, they need to be able to trust health professionals. They need to be able to trust psychologists and social workers.
0: And I guess as a parent, for me, I have really found that a lot of my friends, I think the things that most affect them as parents are, you might have a doctor's appointment, a gut feeling that something's not quite right. The doctor will tell you to go home. And then sometimes we have these horror stories and you might need to go get a second opinion. Um, And and things like, you know, social workers or counselors for children. Um, I really find I've had to have my daughter in therapy that I've had to go out and find a, a therapist for her who I also gel with if that makes Mm. sense so that we can be on the same page about
1: connection is really important that's correct as as human beings and
0: then obviously we can both connect with that person and i think there's a lot of struggle there so it's sort of like ticking a box how do you feel about i guess the health area of um when we're looking at children Mm. and what sort of measures would you like to seek to put in place to be able to make sure that just like we do with adults, we need to be meeting those children's needs and looking at their best interests and in hearing their voice? How would you?
1: Yeah, so I think if we focus on, on children's needs and children's issues, we need to hear about the issues that affect them. When I was a child and I was looking after my mother as a carer, no one really consulted me. No one really asked me, what What do you need? What do you need to grow up? Um and, and that's a fair enough question. You know, the social workers that came to my house, they were there for my mother, which was perfect. But I was kind of in the background. I was invisible. No one really asked me, what do I need? And I think that's a really important question. We need to hear the voices of children. And I don't mean that in a tacky, superficial sense. I mean, we really need to hear what problems are driving them in their life and how can we come around and help them and support them
0: Can I just ask you, just Mm. before we pop off to a song, um, we do have obviously, you know, we'll ask kids what they want to be when Mm. they get older and sometimes they'll say they want to be a supermodel or they'll want to do something like Mm. that. How would you ascertain the needs of a child when they're telling you what they need but then you might have people opposing that and saying, well, the child doesn't know what they need, they don't Mm. know
1: what they want? That's a really important question. When I was a social worker, that's something that would always come up. You know, we we would work. I would work with parents with mental health issues, um, and you really people look at you really strange and say, "What are you talking about? You're crazy. Why are you listening to the voices of children?" Um, and it's really important that we we do it in an appropriate, aged, balanced way. I'm not saying it's some far left um, idea. We, we take on whatever the children says. Um, Obviously, if they want to be a supermodel, that needs to be <laughs> that that needs to be appropriately looked at. And you know, as a parent, you can sit down and make goals and, um, obviously how to get there, and obviously other streams as well of education and employment.
0: Yeah. So I guess from a needs perspective, um, when they're telling you, you know, I'm sad because I don't know, mummy's on the phone all the time, and I want to cuddle, um. But then they'll turn around and say, "I want to go to the moon when I'm the thirty five." Um, obviously, how we can see which one is is achievable and which one is not. Mm. So how do you think that it might be best to go about, I guess communicating that back mm. um, as a person that's got the experience of of this, you know in social work, as um, in residential care, and also someone that's looking at the holistic best interests of a child. Mm. What sort of way, can we go about ascertaining which parts of a ch- of what a child is saying are important and which parts are, you know, I guess, daydreams?
1: I think we need to connect with children. We need to hear what they're saying. I think connection is a really important function, obviously, we talked about before for human beings. We need to hear what their passions and aspirations are and their visions and I guess coming, coming alongside them and, and mentoring them um, into the ways, into the life that they want to live I think it's a really important point.
0: Awesome. All right, well, let's go to a break and we'll come right back. For the community, Inspire Radio. It's currently 10.34am on the 27th of November 2020 and you are listening to Ria and B Fridays. I have Clinton DeYoung in here with me. He is the leader of the Child Protection Party and we have been chatting about all things, I guess, all Things Clinton, and we've been chatting about a little bit about his history, where he sees the party heading, and now we'd really like to talk about what it means to be a kid. So tell us what you think it means to be a kid.
1: So for me what it means to be a kid is not, is I guess not losing that sense of curiosity and, and wonder and, and excitement. You know, we see kids all the time, they're always so curious, they wonder how the world works, what works, how does this work, um, and they're really there's this really quite innocence about them. They haven't obviously grown up and, you know, been bitter and twisted, I guess, like me probably. Um, <laughs> but they're really happy and they're really excited and, you know, the world's their oyster and I think we really as adults we we can tap into that.
0: And so as someone with your experience um, and, and the things you've seen, how do you find... Um what, could, what sort of advice could you give to parents out there to help their kids find that curiosity and that wonder if they've been through something traumatizing?
1: Yeah, that's a tough question. You know, for me, I don't have children um, just to let everyone know. Um, I obviously work with a lot of children, and what, what I find that works is is humor and, and excitement, finding something fun to do with your kids. It really builds builds the relationship and the connection up. The families and the children I work with, the connections are a bit, they're not, not totally strong. So it really takes, you know, mum and dad um, working with the kids, you know, connecting with them, taking them out, doing fun things, doing things that they want to do. You know, it's about building relationships and building connections.
0: And so speaking of building connections, obviously you are the leader of the Child Protection Party, but mm. you have told me that you guys do have a foundation whereby you have obviously advocates that do support people that are going through mm. different things. Could you tell us a little bit about the Riley Foundation?
1: Yeah, so when we first started the Child Protection Party, obviously we're a political party. We can't be delving into obviously the real nitty-gritty child protection issues or their health and well wellbeing. Um, so out of that... We, we started the Riley Foundation, which is a, a national not-for-profit organization. Uh, we have family advocates all around Australia in each state and territory ready to take calls and emails and support people um, when they're in crisis, when they, when they need help, when they need advice or just, you know, they want to ask a question. Um, a lot of the time we, ha- we have families coming in, um, they've been served with a letter saying they're being investigated or there's some issues being raised. And it's really important to get an outside an outside view of that, you know, someone outside of all these areas coming into that and giving advice, giving support and giving reassurance. It's a really important organisation.
0: So I guess as a, a, a radio presenter, my job is to give you a platform but I do have to say I've met quite a few politicians and what I find different about yourself and your party is that not only are you out there to try and look at this holistically and try and make some changes and and just help people, mm. it's the fact that you guys also have a foundation that is actively helping people in the background. Mm. What is it like to be a politician with a difference and how do you make ends meet while you're really, I guess, gunning for this goal to happen?
1: It really brings... To the reality of living in Western Australia, you know, we can come with all these policy positions and all these ideas that we have to change the legislation, but at the end of the day, everything that we bring to Parliament, everything we bring to legislation, everything that we bring a voice to is changing children um, to live a happy, healthier future, you know, ensuring positive outcomes are met in all areas of, of childhood.
0: So if we look at, obviously you've studied psychology, if we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm. and we're talking about what it is to be a child, can you tell me a little bit about what sort of needs on Maslow's hierarchy? If anyone doesn't know what that is, I'll just bring it up and Mm. read it out for you guys. So I'll just do that first. So we've obviously got self-actualization, esteem, love and belonging, safety needs and physiological needs. So how do you guys plan on being able to, I guess, Try to ensure that as a party you're making sure that those needs Mm. are being met.
1: Child protection is complex to the outset. But if you look into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, from the bottom level up, you need your food, you need your water, you need a house. So much of child protection issues are families not having stable income, stable housing, stable like food. Um, and a lot of those issues can be solved when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You look at the bottom and you work your way up to love and belonging. Um, if families, if mum and dad has food on the table, who has a stable stable house? You know, your kids aren't gonna re- going to be removed or, or they're less likely to be removed. Um, so Maslow's hierarchy of needs is really important in that aspect of things.
0: And so, to anyone out there who might think, you know, child protection isn't isn't really their problem or responsibility, this is mm. something you know that a certain department should have to deal with. I don't want to hear about it. There's services out there mm. for these people that, that that need them, or that may be judgmental or maybe stigmatizing parents in this awkward position. Um, whose responsibility is child protection?
1: At the end of the day, child protection is everyone's responsibility. It's it's up it's up to me, it's up to you, you know, I don't have children, but it's still, you know, we're raising children that will will take over in the future, you know. Um, children are our future, but obviously the future lays in our children and it lays with us. You know, what we do now will affect the children tomorrow going on five years from now, ten years from now. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it's really it's really the truth.
0: So what can anyone at home do about child protection if they if they are to have a role to play? If what sort of things are we looking at? So if I if I say I don't have children or like what what can I do?
1: It's really it's really about the decisions that are made in your communities, you know, if you're looking at various political parties, you know, ask yourself, you know, how does children fare in in this piece of legislation? Um, How do children live and survive in this legislation? Does it help them or does it hinder them? Especially in school environments as well and and community groups. You can all ask yourself, how are the policies that we're enacting deal with children? Does it help them or does it hinder them, you know, now and both into the future? You can can really relate it. It's transferable across many areas.
0: And so I guess... um if anyone wants to get involved with your party or with your foundation, where can they go to contact you guys um, to, to get in touch and to volunteer? And what sort of roles are you looking for people to fill at the
1: moment? So we we have a wide variety of roles. We have a website, childprotection.party. There's no .com or .iu, which is childprotection.party. You know, you can look at our policy positions, our platforms. We have leaders in each state and territory. You can have a look at our founder. Um, and... In terms of roles and positions, you know, we don't want everyone to to sign up and you know commit 70, 80 hours a week. You know, you can simply just vote for us at the next election. It doesn't matter what state or territory you're in. We have people there. You know, if you want to get on and answer the phone and take people's calls, you know, you can do that too. If you want a letterbox drop, you can do that as well. We're not asking you to to just, I guess, sell your soul and come and work for the Child Protection Party. You can you can simply just vote for us, or you can do a bit more.
0: Perfect and so with the Riley Foundation as well, mm. um, if anyone wants to get involved in that, how can they, how can they
1: look at that? So we, we, our website is the Riley dot Foundation. We can post a link for that later to make sure everyone gets it. Um, we're taking applications in the new year for family advocates. If you have a passion for families and, and children and young people, you know we'll, we'll be taking applications in January, February for that.
0: Perfect. So we'll just pop off to a song right now and we'll be right back. Inspire Radio. You're listening to Keep It Real with Ria and um, this is Ria. And be Fridays, I have been having Clinton De- Clinton DeYoung in with me today, the leader of the Child Protection Party. So just wanted to ask you, Clinton, while we close off, um, what sort of volunteers are you needing at the moment for the Child Protection Party? Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so... Part of the Child Protection Party, the most important thing is our people, you know, the people that get involved, the people that vote for us, the people that sign up to be a member because obviously uh, at the end of the day we can't change anything if no one's going to sign up and and vote for us and contribute and volunteer. Um, We need people to get involved in all areas of the Child Protection Party, you know, in the back end, you know, going out in the street, handing out flyers, handing out brochures, you know, at events that we hold, um, it doesn't really matter what it is. We need we need people for all areas.
0: And so in the future mm. as well, we've just had a chat. So you would be looking at maybe seeing what sort of events you could hold mm. for families to connect with their children with as well?
1: Yeah, a big part of the Child Protection Party. The, the vision for me is connecting communities like Rockingham, Mandra, Perth City, Joondalup, doesn't matter what suburb it is, you know, I think the, the strength comes into connecting communities. I think we can really take care of children and young people.
0: That's amazing. And I guess just before we close off, I would love to get you to record a jingle. So if you could say good morning or hey and your name and you're listening to Inspire Radio for us, just into the microphone, that would be awesome. Oh, one second. Good morning.
1: You're listening to Inspire Radio.
0: Perfect. And yeah, is there anything that you want our listeners to hear in closing before you go today? Yeah,
1: I just want to really say big thanks. It's really good to have these opportunities to, you know, to talk to the community on such a live and and broad network and obviously with you as well. I know we've spoken before. Um, It's really important to hear from the community. We, you know, we need to stay connected. We need to stay in touch from the issues that, that you're facing and you know how we can solve those issues
0: and I just want to say a huge thank you for coming in today I have been watching your journey with the child protection party for quite some time we've had some very lengthy discussions about child protection issues and I've been so excited to get you in today so hopefully we can get you on board again in the future and um, yeah thank you so much for signing this picture for us we will be framing it and popping it up in the station great perfect all right I'm gonna to go to a song now thank you for listening guys Thank you. For the community, Inspire Radio.